up, Mad Mob, coming in hot with the last, the last Q&A episode of the off-season. You want to know why? Because the off-season is coming to an end. Scat it. Football, football, football. The old pigskin, gentlemen. Let's go. Here with the usual suspects. It's myself, Wayne. Got Gonian Beggs. Hog high last, for MVP, man. <laughs> last Q&A. We're going to throw in uh, little Q&As at the end of our um, regularly scheduled programming. Um, we, we're going to, we're going to start getting into a more fixed schedule. Um, content's going to be coming out same time every week. Um, so you'll know exactly when to expect it. I've been kind of dialing that in, um, toward, as we creep closer to the regular season. Um, look for the first episode, um, of the, of the season to come out Thursday, Thursday, 7 a.m., um, we're going to do – just just tune in. Thursday, 7 a.m. is when it's going to be posted. Um, and I'm going to break down the content schedule of the regular season. Well, I'll dive into that a little bit in the intro of that episode. So just keep an eye out for it. It's Thursday, 7 a.m., the start of our regular season content. I'm absolutely hyped about it. Uh, watched a ton of college football this weekend. It, football's back. I mean, football americano, it's back. It, it it feels like it. It would feel more like it if it still wasn't ninety five degrees outside. Yeah, it's <laughs> absolutely sweat to death. Uh, we, me and me and Beckley went to that Kentucky game and absolutely sweat to death, but loved every second of it. Every I'm hyped for it though. We're gonna have three three shows a week: Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. Done deal. Yep. Let's go. It's yeah. it's going to be loaded. We're going to cover everything you need to know. Um, the, this Q and A is important to us because it's the last one of the, again. It's the last one of the off season. Um, our Friday show is it's it's we're going to throw a little Q and A at the end of it, but it's not going to be nearly as in depth as this one. Um, we're not going to be doing nearly as many questions. Um, so if you have questions, get them in early. Because uh, we're it's it's a first come first serve. Obviously, you know, it's first come first serve. And if it's a if it's a terrible question, there are such things as stupid questions, and we will throw them out <laughs> right out of here. So so it's we're only doing a few. Only doing first, a few on the show. It's first exactly. It's first come first serve, but they got to be pretty decent questions. Um, so make sure you hit us on uh, somewhere. I mean, wherever you hit us up, we'll find it. We'll check the timestamp. We'll get you in there. Um, but yeah, this is our, this is our last dedicated Q and a, um, of the football season. Um, I'm pretty sure we got a lot of Reddit action, so yep. I'm going to pass it off to Begley. Yeah, we do, man. Uh, before we get going though, I'm going to ask, we always like to have a little intro topic and I know you discussed our schedule, but I was talking with Goni, uh, before this episode started and Wayne, I'd love to hear your opinion. If you've got a roster that you feel like can win now, or you, you want to win now with your roster. But you get offered really good value for a player. You know, kind of like in our league, the value I got offered for Cooks. I, you have to take it. But it made my, my roster worse. It hurt my chances of winning this year. What's your stance on that? Do you always take the overpay? Or, or are you more, you know, depending on your situation, you might decline an overpay so you can win now? It, it depends how much of an overpay. Right. Um, if I'm in win now mode, 
it has to be a large overpay. Okay. Um, and, and in your case, in your trade specifically, um, it was a large overpay. If you want to, uh, if you want to tell the Mad Mob what it was, so they have a better understanding. Um, uh huh. Very nice, Goni. What do you think, man? Like, uh, well, why why did I get that reaction? You totally cut out. Oh, I cut out. Okay. Uh, that didn't cut out for me, so let me just backtrack then, and I'll I'll repeat what I said. <laughs> um, Quick summary. Yeah. So I, it has to. If I'm winning now, it has to be a large overpay. Uh, a slight overpay doesn't make doesn't allow me to come off um, what I'm at. And that I hate it because it always kind of like requires an explanation. You got to talk to the guy and be like, "Listen, your value's good. It's a good trade. It's just not what I'm looking for right now." Um, so what I was okay. saying was. Because I know you used your trade as an example, um, I, sure. tell the Mad Mob the details of that trade so they can understand what a large overpay is. So I, I had Brandon Cooks, and he was drafted to be my wide receiver too. Um, I had Dynasty Higgins League, Dynasty, Dynasty. Started. Yeah, I, I had Higgins, Cooks, and Bateman, uh, and then a, some Jahan Dotson, maybe my wide receiver four. Uh, so I was really counting on Cooks this year, um, and I got offered Garrett Wilson. Tyler Algier, a 2023 one and a three, first and third round pick uh, for Brandon Cooks, which obviously was a snap except for me. Uh, it, it's a no-brainer for Cooks. I'll never get that kind of value. Um, but I feel like it's a bit of a dice roll now for Garrett Wilson, Bateman, and uh, Jahan Dotson to fill that wide receiver two spot every week. Yeah, so you you hurt your chances this year, but you took yeah. a big overpay, in my opinion. Um, I agree. So that's what it is. It it, it have to, it have to be a big overpay, just just a regular overpay. Just them offering me a little more value than I'm losing it mm-hmm. isn't enough if I'm in win now mode. Okay. So we we just drafted. And I'll get to the questions after this, but you know we just drafted in Dynasty League, all three of us. And, and Wayne, I know CD CD Lamb was your first wide receiver off the board. He was your second pick. What kind of overpay would it take for you to come off of C.D. Lamb? Three ones? C.D. Lamb requires a large overpay because he's number one in a high-powered passing offense. Right. And he's young, and it's a dynasty startup. I mean, that's the thing. Like You you lost Brandon Cooks, who's value, but what is he, 29? Uh, 28. But yeah. You're talking about a guy that's 24 years old and can be a viable number WR one for the next five six years, right? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. What What do you, you know, a fair value for CD might be an average it, player. See, that's the won't. thing. That's He's the thing. What it would though, take it's, for you? It, it, what would yeah. it take for you to come off him? It would be very hard for me to come off of him just for picks. Oh, so, so, uh, okay. So, like, what would it take? Like a it would take it would take if, if you're if if you're have if you're using picks as throw ins, it would I, I want I'm replace, just asking in general. I want just a replace, I want a high end WR two and multiple okay. picks. Or okay, I want a high end WR two and a high end RB two. Okay. Fair. Makes sense. Goni, do you do you kinda echo yeah, it's it, it's like we were talking about before. If you, it's going to vary from situation to situation based on your confidence uh, on whether or not you're going to win the league. 
Uh, yeah. I know we'd spoken about a potential DJ Moore or Jerry Judy trade. Um, I have both of those guys. I also came into this startup draft acquiring an additional first rounder and third rounder. So I feel good about the team. I feel good about the championship uh, hopes that I have this year. Uh, so it, it's just, it's going to take an overpay, a substantial overpay for me to want to blow up that roster to, you know, go and go and trade anyone away, honestly. And, like, I, I just, I love the team. And I know, I know people are probably would expect me to come off of CD easier because that's because wide receivers, I'm, I'm deep wide receivers in this league. I have, C.D. Lamb, Michael Pittman, Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney. I've got DeAndre Hopkins waiting in the wings. Uh, but it doesn't matter. You know, I, if you're asking for a player, I, I want I want his value. And just based solely off his youth and the fact that I'm in win-now mode, I want more than his value. I don't care what else is on the bench. I don't care what my depth is. Uh, I'm looking... Because uh, when I make a trade, I'm looking at what I'm losing to what I'm getting. I don't look at the rest of my team unless it's filling needs. You know, obviously, my starting running backs are good. But, you know, my starting running back is Derrick Henry. I A running back is a need for me currently. So I'm not going to sit here and, like, say, oh, I'm deep at, I'm deep at wide receiver, so I'll let him go for cheap because I can. Right. Yeah, for, for sure. For sure. Uh, okay. All right, let's get into the first question here. Dynasty B420. It's a 12-team, half-point PPR. He's giving up Cooper Cup, Joe Mixon, and Hunter Henry. And he's getting four 2023 first-round picks back. Is that good value? Derrick Henry. No. Name the players. Sorry. Cooper Cup, Joe okay. Mixon, and Hunter Henry. Cooper Cup, Joe Mixon, and Hunter Henry for four 23 ones. Yeah. Is that good it. enough value? Send it. That, that That's good enough for me, I think. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming that, you know, these are these are old guys. They're, they're old players. They're probably going to have another year of sheer dominance this year. To me, it sounds like he would be getting out a year early rather than a year too late, which is something you absolutely want to do in a dynasty. So I would snap that deal up. You're going to plug a lot of holes in the roster with the value you're getting on these rookies coming out next year. Uh, yeah. A half point PPR. Um, Joe Mixon's young, but like he, the, sh- all the shelf life is very short on running backs. And um, what is he? 26 going to be 27 this year. So he's yes. got maybe two more years in him. Cooper Cup, he's going to be dominant this year. But then after that, you're probably looking at a at a serious regression. Plus, you're at a half point PPR. I mean, Cooper Cup is that dude receiver wise, but you're already taking a hit because your league is set up to ding receivers a little bit. Um, so yeah, and the value will never be higher. The value of Cooper never. Cup stops right here. This is as high as it gets. It is peak value. You'll never get it again. And, you know, God forbid you hang on to him and he, he gets hurt this year and misses the season. It, it's shot. You're, you'd be lucky to get, you know, half of that uh, trade next year. So I would and, go ahead and take it. And I'm assuming is that he's getting four picks. That puts you at five picks in the first round next year. Yeah, at least. Um, yeah, you've, you've got a lot of dart throws. 
<laughs> the the last thing I'll throw in there, man, is if you're giving away mixing and cup, I'm assuming your roster is pretty depleted. Why not go ahead and sell whatever whatever assets you have now, unless they're super young, uh, help you rebuild, right? Like if you're holding on to a, you know, an, an older piece, get rid of them. Go. A Brandon cool. Cooks, if you will. A Brandon Cooks, go full. Full rebuild. Full rebuild. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't get that out. Thank you. But that's a quick um, rebuild. That's a quick turnaround on a rebuild. You can't beat that. Very quick. No, I totally agree. We've uh, we've made our thoughts clear on the twenty three draft. Uh, I'm with the man. Ship it away, brother. NDK forums, fourteen team superflex. Uh, and Wayne, I know you don't play in many superflexes. This is where you can play the quarterback in the flex. Team A has Jonathan Taylor. Chase Claypool, and Tylen Wallace. Side B has Travis Etienne, Mike Evans, James Robinson, and a 23-1-2. and two. Is that enough to ship out JT for you guys? It's, it's side A is Jonathan yes. Taylor, Claypool, and Wallace. Side B, Etienne, Mike Evans, James Robinson. So you're getting Jaguars backfield, Mike Evans, and a 23-1-2. and two. Ship it. Donnie? Uh, yeah. It's a, dude, it's a 14-team Superflex. It is 14. 14. Ship that. Because there are several um, there are several quarterbacks that are going to be drafted um, to the NFL next year that are going to be drafted to start immediately. So a 14-team Superflex, you might get some spicy value out of that, out of that other first-round pick. Yeah, I mean, if if you're looking to win now, if you have like another good running back, yeah, I mean, Mike Evans doesn't really hold a lot of long-term value for me, especially with the uncertainty of Tom Brady playing next year. That's the only thing that I'm a little hung up on. Um, so, I mean, if you don't think you have a chance to win it, if you're not a top three, four team, hang on to Jonathan Taylor. He's still super young. Um, if you are just a few pieces away, you're a little more spread out and you have a little more depth by taking that package and you'll get the pick. So I guess that's, that's going to be my answer for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm leaning more toward Goni's side. It, it feels like a fair trade and I don't know that I want fair for JT. I, you know, I'd like a little more. I'm not, I'm not. It's, it's rough because Begley is valuing JT because he doesn't play super flexes. So he's valuing JT at just typical standard formatting. Um, he doesn't understand that, that JT, JT is a middle, middle of the pack first rounder and super flexes. Yeah. Thanks. thanks he's man. valuing him at the number one overall. And that's just not what he is in a super flex. I value him as, as a, to me, a lock top three running back this year. Uh, so, I take it, but I don't know, man. I just I feel like it's it's even. It's a good trade as opposed to you coming out clearly on on the winning side. But I'd probably take it. Um, it's a ten team half point PPR super flex, and it's four point passing touchdowns. Ten team half point PPR, four point passing touchdowns super flex. Sending Josh Allen, Terry McLaurin, in a third and fourth in the 23 draft. You're getting Kyler Murray, Lamb, in a 23-1. Uh, 
Mm. Sending Josh Allen, sending Josh Allen, McLaurin, and a third and fourth. Getting Kyler Murray, CeeDee Lamb, and a 23-1. I'm taking it. Um, Because, listen, Josh Allen is the number one overall player in Superflex formats. Kyler Murray is tier two. He's young. You're not losing anything age-wise. You're going to have a starter to fill in there the whole time. And I think on average, you might be losing, what, maybe four points a game going from Josh Allen to Kyler Murray. But going from Terry McLaurin to C.D. Lamb, you're probably already making that back. And then you get your you get a first-rounder at the cost of a second and third. Um, and I literally just talked about it, that there's a lot of quarterback – uh, there's a lot of NFL-ready quarterbacks coming out of college this year, so if you're in need of another quarterback at the Superflex position, um, they're going to be there for you next year in the first round of the 2023. I, I'm I'm taking that one. Yeah, I'm taking that one as well. You're 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 getting the better wide receiver. You're getting the younger wide receiver. Uh, you're getting the first round pick, and you, I mean, you want studs and a ten teamer. You, you want studs. These teams are stacked. Uh, so, you know, you want – I just think it's it's a good trade. It's something that you're going to want to do. I love Josh Allen. Wayne and I have Josh Allen on our uh, co-managed championship dynasty squad. We roll with him, but I'll, I'd bid him adieu. Yeah, and we just, we just did a uh, super flex dynasty startup, and I had the number one overall pick, and I took Josh Allen. Josh Allen, yep. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, the the twenty twenty three ones sets it apart. Uh, absolutely, we'll take the CD Kyler side. Uh, Brian Blake Music says in a super flex to twelve team half point PPR, he's giving away Kyler Murray. He's getting Kirk Cousins in two twenty three ones. He smashed that. Send it. I agree. Send. I, I'm high on Kirk Cousins this year, man. I think you can't think Jefferson has a big year without thinking Kirk Cousins has one too, right? I mean, Kirk Cousins has only kind of been getting better over the last couple of years. So uh, he's good, man. He's going to throw for over 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. He, he's he's going to put up production. He just can't win in primetime. But the wins and losses don't really matter when it comes to fantasy football, just the stats. So right. give me give me him in the two ones. Are you all going to make me repeat myself all episode? NFL-ready quarterbacks coming into the 2023 draft. You got two of them. Replace Kirk Cousins because he's old. And go ahead and take that other 2023 one and, and do whatever you want with it. Get you something Agreed. nice. Agree. Something real nice. Spend it all in one place. Minnesota's uh, coaching change, too. Man. I think they're going to throw the ball a little more. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, your boy, H.J., in a one point PPR twelve team, Goni, I'm gonna start with you on this one because I know I know Wayne's answer. He's giving up Khalil Herbert and he's getting Kenny Gainwell. Would you do that? Oh, man, 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 man. This is this is me planting the flag here. No, I would not. I would hang on to Khalil Herbert for what I am perceiving his value to be as the starter next year in Chicago. Uh, 
I think he'll be worked in this year. They've talked about it a little bit. For some reason, you know, the, the new coaching staff doesn't love David Montgomery that much. We've seen Khalil Herbert last year. The man's got skills. And I think that he'll be the true number one next year for Chicago. So um, he's a guy that I've drafted everywhere, um, along with David Montgomery, primarily as a handcuff, but also as a future move to where I was kind of looking at having two running backs with those. So I'm keeping I'm keeping him. He's got a better build. Uh, Kenny Gainwell, he he might be the starter at some point this year, but he's kind of a smaller guy. He's not a true workhorse back. So I just don't see him. If they both start, say they're on equal playing field and they both start, um, Kenny Gainwell doesn't get as many opportunities as Khalil Herbert does. Well, Wayne, as the card-carrying member of the anti-Khalil Herbert club, what do you say, man? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Kenny Gainwell. He's, he's got, he's got his clear path in front of him to, to be a starter. I just, I don't understand. Like, uh, I fully respect Goni's, uh, knowledge when it comes to the NFL in general. Um, I wouldn't have done a podcast with somebody who, who I didn't think I knew what they were talking about. Well, <clears throat> I respect Goni's opinion. Um, <laughs> I just dude, that he loves a lot of Bears offensive players, doesn't he? He does, man. He really does. Can we agree that the Bears offense is going to be trash? Bottom of the league this year. But he loves I'll plant my flag. He loves them. He loves every offensive player on the Bears, and he and he sings the tune of volume with all of them. I, I I'm not a fan of that run game, dude. I think Darnell Mooney is going to get PPR to death. I think Cole Komet's going to get some good options. But that that offense is bad, and do I think that it's going to produce multiple top tier players? No, and that's just and, and I don't think it's the the volume. I don't think it's anything. I just I just think it's it's just the Bears' offense. It won't be able to produce that many serviceable fantasy players. I I think that's a really good point, uh, Wayne. I, you know I'm on you know I'm on Goni's side here. I, I like Khalil Herbert a lot because we saw what he could do when he had an opportunity. Gamewell just worries me because Jalen Hurts hasn't checked the ball down. Running quarterbacks typically don't. I mean that has to concern you, right? But if you're a big Jonathan Taylor fan, how many receptions did he get? I mean, values there for for running backs running the football. I mean, boys, and I'm just saying, in the three games that we saw him last year, where he had he was on the field for over 75 percent of the snaps, he played Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and San Francisco. Three Tampa, three terrible teams to be facing if you're on the ground. Put up 19 against Green Bay. He put up 18 against Tampa Bay, and he did 8.8 against San Francisco. So I'm saying it's there. He was over five yards of carry in the Green Bay and Tampa Bay games. Both have stellar rush defenses. I would, the be, guys got I would skills, be very man. curious to see what, the, as a Tampa Bay fan, we were very, our D-line was injury riddled. He, he was the year. only player last year to put up 100 yards on the Bucks defense. 
I, 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 what week was that? I'd love to look up the. You all go into the next question while I while I do it was this. it was week seven. Week seven. He also and, had and five I will, receptions. And I will gladly eat the I'm wrong. He he dominated uh, sandwich if I have to. But um, let me let me let me dive into this one a little bit. That's fine. Do your thing. Yeah. We, it's just it's just good to see like just that kind of stuff. He he did the most with what he had. Uh, took advantage so it, it's something where i'd be willing to hold on to him to see if anything comes of that next year yeah plus you got you gotta love the preseason you know talk right now right i mean he, he's getting a lot of hype out of chicago man I, plus the other thing I, I can't shake about game he's not between the tackles guy he, he was drafted to be a, a scat a scat back he's like a he's like a darren sproles more or less that, that's his build he, he's he's little I mean, yep. his, BM, his, his BMI has got to be in the teens. I mean, he's a small guy. Yeah. I, um, he, he, yeah. Um, Goni, I, I would, I would, I'm absolutely with you. Give me Herbert. We this we is, were missing, we were missing JPP and Levante David that game. My minor pieces. <laughs> Two pro bowlers. <laughs> There, there's 11 guys on the field, man, that play at the same time. Yeah, it, but it, yeah, but we're talking about two perennial Pro Bowlers here that that we're missing uh, an edge, it, an edge guy, and then uh, Levante David. I mean, one of the still top still impressive. That, that's all. That's all I'm hearing. Still impressive. Yeah, it, impressive. we'd have to we'd have to look impressive. and see if Levante David missed any other games because I know Herbert was the only one to put up 100 last year. So if he missed any other games and they still held running backs in check, it's pretty impressive. Uh, Do with that what you Mac, will, Mad Mob. We're missing JPP and Levante David that week. You you let decide man, whether let that's man go on to the next question. Cleo Herbert's the answer. Cleo Herbert's the answer. Kenny Gainwell for MVP. <laughs> Maxi Gumos says it's a one quarterback, twelve team half point P- PPR. How many P's? I love it. I love it when he stutters when he says PPR because it takes ten years. There's so many P's in it. Why is that a trigger for me? That that word just dominates me on this podcast week in and week out hey man record it next time that'll be our new intro that's awesome uh he's giving aj dylan he's getting judy in a second a 2024 second well what's he wait what's he say that again it's a it's a one quarterback half point ppr 12 12 team league He's giving AJ Dillon. He's getting Judy in a twenty-four second. Man, man, that's pretty good value. Second. Is a twenty-four second enough for you? I mean, I'm. It's just a throw-in, personally, uh, to a straight-up trade, uh, essentially, and uh, I mean, roster construction is always going to go into it. Uh, for me. He lists his roster construction. AJ AJ Dillon's value is at its lowest right now, in my opinion. I I would agree with that. He has Aaron Jones on his roster and AJ Dillon. Do you got he he lists his roster? Do you want to hear it? Will that help? Or do you let me hear his receivers? Just tell me who his receivers are. DJ Moore, Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson, Jacoby Myers, and Garrett Wilson. I'm fine with that. Yeah, DJ Moore, Mike Evans. His running backs are Aaron Jones, DeAndre Swift, Dylan Henderson, and Cook. I assume Dalvin, but it could be James out of Buffalo. I I'd ride it out. 
Uh, yeah, I would keep Dylan as the running back of the future. There, yeah, uh, I like the wide receivers he has. Yeah, you're good. You're not. You're not desperate for receivers to to give up somebody that's probably going to be very good in the future. This is a tough one for me. I I don't like Mike Evans past this year. I'm down on Deontay. DJ Moore is the only guy I love, which is assuming why he's making the move. He's got Aaron Jones, who signed to Green Bay through two more years. He's got Swift. You guys don't think he's good at the running back spot? He could use a little help at receiver? I'd rather have the running back. Okay. I'm going to say no contest on my end, but we have two uh, two for hold. Um, wow. Okay, so we have a drop question. This guy's got some players I'm going to list. You have to drop five players. Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's kind of tough, so bear with me here. This is from The Killer. Running backs, he has Eno Benjamin and Jerome Ford. Drop him. Ford. I, I love Eno Benjamin. I'm he's keeping a, Eno, but drop Ford. Yeah, he's number two in Arizona. Tight ends, Evan Ingram or Isaiah Likely? Ingram. I drop Ingram. Likely is getting a lot of hype out of – Baltimore. Well, and, and Ingram's be the number three. Ingram's the perennial. This is Ingram's year, guy. He's the yeah. Cowboys of tight ends. <laughs> yeah, it's never yeah. his year. I totally agree. All right, so then give me three receivers: Paris Campbell, Keep. Kyle Kyle Phillips out of Tennessee, the rookie slot guy. He should be a keep. Amari Rogers in Green Bay. He was their first, second. Was he second round pick last year? Third round. Yeah, he's out a rookie. Of, out of Wisconsin. Van Jefferson, LaVisca Chenault, and Drop. Jalil Shakir out of Buffalo. I'm dropping Chenault and Rodgers right off the bat. Okay. Who so was the now, first one? It's Paris Campbell. Oh, Keith. Kyle Phillips, Amari Rodgers, Van Jefferson, LaVisca Chenault, Khalil Shakir. Rogers, Visca, and Shakir Khalil. Yeah, yeah. Shakir. I think I'm dropping Van Jefferson over Shakir. He's hurt. He had surgery in the offseason. He, he's not really recovering very well. What do you mean? What do you mean he's not recovering well? What have you read that says his recovery is going poorly? It's he's not. They're saying he's not going to be ready week one. His he's he originally was confident that he would be available week one now they're saying it's probably not likely if if you get injured in the nfl begley thinks you're just you're done for just go ahead apply to the local mcdonald's because you're just done if you suffer an injury in the nfl piss on you you're done for it's always major too there's never been a minor injury with begs it's always major major surgery from a major major injury. injury Well, I mean, I don't think it takes a, a brain surgeon to know that if your body gets injured and you cut on your body to perform, you usually don't come back healthier after you've had an injury. No, those I, usually you, rack you can up come over back, time. You can come back and still be a great NFL player. Sure. Was Van Jefferson a great NFL player? He was a serviceable one. Serviceable. 
Okay, so either way, you guys are you guys are talking about semantics over here. This guy's on a drop list. He's obviously not starting Van Jefferson, but he's serviceable. And if you have serviceable serviceable players on your bench, then stick with him. I have him over Shakir just because Shakir, you're the hope is you're looking for the next Gabe Davis on the team that Gabe Davis plays on. But you have you've got Diggs, you've got Gabe Davis, you've got Isaiah McKenzie, who's supposed to be the new hotness this year that everyone wants to pick up off waivers and hope he's gonna be something. They signed Jamison Crowder and you know they drafted Khalil Shakur. 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 So, you know, uh, he's the five at best. It's he needs a lot of things to break his way to be fantasy relevant. I'm sure you could pick him up in the future if need be. And it's and it's not like that receiving core is aging out. Right. We can all agree that Lavisca Chenault's a cut, right? Yeah, done deal. Yeah, and then we could agree it's Amari Rogers. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so then we're we're, we're split. Majority says Kerr. And I, and I say Van Jefferson. Uh, as a Van Jefferson owner in multiple leagues, cut his tail. How many leagues do you own Shakur in? I don't own him in any. But all he's right. got a lot I of have to tell you all you need to know. Ah, he just, it's just how the... It's weird that, it's weird that he's drafting Van Jefferson, but not Shakur. Shakur. Crozer. Crozer1819 says the 10-team tight end premium PPR. What's the premium? Does he say? Doesn't say. Okay, we'll, he, we'll assume one and a half points. He's trading away Kenneth Walker and Albert O. He's getting Traylon Burks in a 23 second. No. Uh-uh. No. After the Dolchich injury, I'm keeping Albert O. Yeah, I mean, he's he's in a good offense. He It's a tight end premium. He's young. Kenneth Walker, you just used a, depending on when you drafted, a top three pick in your rookie draft to get him. Um, yeah, no, I'm not stick, doing that. Stick with the RBs. They're harder to come by. Yeah, I agree. This next one's more for Goni. It's a super flex question. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Shroom. <laughs> Old hat. <laughs> Mr. Who? Uh, sorry, I, I got tickled. Uh Wayne tickled me. Check us out on YouTube. Mr. Shroom Guy 27. <laughs> Tom Brady and Waddle for Trevor Lawrence in a super flex. Tom Brady and Waddle for Trevor Lawrence in the super flex. Yikes. Yikes. He's going hard youth movement there. I understand. I wouldn't want to give up Waddle, though, as collateral to get young. Uh, like No. Now, hey, nah, man, dude. just go ahead and grab Kyle Trask off the waivers. He's slotted <laughs> oh, to come to start for the Bucks. if you're going to be that hurt, man. But Tom Brady's a heavy win-now piece. He is a heavy win-now piece. That's that's too much of an overpay for my liking for – I mean, I, I understand you have to because you literally have a guy on his last leg. And even on that leg, he's going to put up probably 40 touchdowns this year. And Trevor Lawrence is he's still development, man. It's nothing against him. It's just he's a question mark. It's it's all development. I I'm I'm holding. I'm holding. I'm gonna try and find a way to get another young guy if I need to slot into the quarterback spot. Wayne, do you agree? Yep. Yes, I do. Okay. Overdue Kinkajou 
is a 12-team Superflex PPR. He's trading away Isaiah Pacheco for Nico Collins. Wayne, what do you think? I think I'm keeping Pacheco. Connie? He's he's got a he's oh. he's he could be the starter there soon. I just I don't I don't know. I don't, I'm not yep. a big fan of Nico Collins. I don't I think he's had some some chances to uh, work his way up and he just hasn't. Um Yeah. Yeah. And I know Pacheco totally was drafted a little bit further back, but uh he was way back. He's I think seventh like seventh rounder. round. He was yeah. he was super super late, but you I feel I I'm echoing your sentiment there of like I'm willing to hold on to Pacheco to see if he becomes something in a high-powered offense with Andy Reid, who's notorious for wanting and, to throw to running backs. And CEH has proven that he's not going to be that dude. Yeah. Yeah, agree. Yeah. It, it's Pacheco for us. I, I'd be willing to be wrong. That's that's one I'd be willing to be wrong holding out on Pacheco to, to see what comes of him. Well, it, it's a range of outcomes game, right? I mean, if Pacheco is a starting running back for Kansas City, you're taking him 10 times out of 10, which is in his range of outcomes. Nico Collins? I don't think there's any chance to sur- surplant Brandon Cooks as the wide receiver one in Houston. Well, that and you have to think that there's a possibility that Davis Mills is not the starting quarterback next year. Uh, they yeah. were looking at drafting, you know, a guy this year. They ended up not. And it's just, you know, if they have another bad season it, it in the wins and losses column, he could get the boot for someone with higher draft capital. So you never know. And then Nico Collins is starting all over with someone else. So yeah. and it's yeah, the Texans, it's, dude. It's the Texans. Yeah. 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 The uh one of the worst offenses in the leagues, just ahead of the Bears. Al Rhino Bino wants to know in a half point PPR league, are you taking JK Dobbins or AJ Dillon? Oh man. JK Dobbins. JK Dobbins. Or Aaron Dillon. Or AJ Dillon, I'm sorry. JK Which Dobbins. Which one are I, I assume he might be drafting. Uh, he just wants to know which one. J.K. Dobbins. Why? Yeah, give me give me J.K. as well. Give me J.K. as well. Get, give me give me the number one. <laughs> give me the number one RB, not Is the guy who's going to be getting less than half of a share. Give me the top three rushing offense on a yearly basis, regardless of who the quarterback is, with a better coach and a better scheme, over. The guy who is a stud, he's the two right now, could be the one, but Aaron Rodgers, we don't know how long Aaron Rodgers is going to play for. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just I, I like all the the variables more in Dobbins' side. I would have said Dobbins, but he does, he did get injured last year. so mm. Oh, so he's out. <laughs> he's out. I'm kidding. I, I'm with Dobbins too, man. He, give me the extra year of youth I'm getting here. I'll never forget, I accepted a trade um, from Begley last year. He sent it to me after he saw uh, one of his players cramping on the field. <laughs> that was great. Uh, all right, we got a PBG CPA. Says it is a 14-team PPR Superflex. As a reminder, Superflex is where you can play quarterback in your flex. He's giving up. Jameis Winston, T. Higgins, and a 23 third. He's getting Stafford, Cooks, and a second and fourth in 2023. 
giving Winston T. Higgins in a third, getting Stafford Cooks a two and a four. Ooh. I don't think I'm taking it. I'm taking the T. Higgins side with Wayne. Um, I'm, well, well, we like Jameis. I'm probably, yeah, I'm going to probably take the Stafford side with Brandon Cooks, reliable wide receiver, um, great quarterback. So give, give me more youth on all sides. Um, T. Higgins, I think, is, has a better year than Brandon Cooks does. Um, and uh, Jameis Winston is a dark horse guy for me. Do you think he does better than Matt Stafford does? Um, I think it's a lot, uh, not necessarily better, but I think it's very close. Think he finishes within three spots? <laughs> um, he could, yeah. You want to put a doink on it? Uh, no. Why not? Because I'm. I heard Wayne a... say it. I heard him say it. So yeah, no. Wanna... Usually he backs up what he says. Well, I'd have to look at the quarterback rankings. I'd have to see like what I have in between. Interesting. Interesting. I know you have Matt Stafford way higher. That's that's why I was curious. Yeah, and I and I just now said I think Matt Stafford finishes better. Do you think Do you think Brandon Cooks has a better year than T. Higgins? No. Okay. Do you think he's the one? Do you want to put a drink on it? Do you think he's within three spots? <laughs> oh man, Gunny, is that a do- what? So you agree he's taken if if he takes Matthew Stafford and Brandon Cooks. He's getting slightly better at quarterback and worse at wide receiver. A little bit. So his point value is a is roughly the same, but one side is a lot older than the other side. In a dynasty, go ahead and give me the youth. If the point differential between the two is very similar, I don't know. I, I, you like Jameis a whole lot this year. I don't understand it, but it is what it is. I'll tell you what. I got a doink for you. Nah, I don't want it. Whatever it is, I don't want it, dude. You you didn't accept mine. I don't want your doink. Let me tell you what it is. You might. Nah, want I'm it. good. I'm good. Just save it because it's an instant no. I'm ready for the next question. I bet. I bet Jameis Winston and T Higgins combined for more points than Stafford and Cooks. Cool, Goni, man. you're cool, taking man. it. Goni, you're taking it right now. You know what? Hey, that who whose question was this? PPG CPA. Yes, that, you, you almost CPA. nailed half the letters. That, I'm that doing should, it out of principle. That should give you the answer to your question, man. Doing it out You're of principle. You're welcome. I, I snapped no you. It was an instant no. That so. should answer your question for you. I tried to put a doink on it for you, and that should answer Tony, it. you didn't take that gone? It was an instant no, man. I'm not going back on my word of instant no. Instant no means instant no, Biggs. All right? pride, pride got in the way of, uh, of a good doink. It's a real it shame. Is. It is what it is. I'll Swindo. give it to you, Bex. I'll give it to you. No, I, I'm on your side. I, I told Jeff from the jump. I don't. I don't want the losing side. This guy got in the way of a good doink bit. You did that. That would that would would have been close. It would have been a. That's all I do. I just I just give out good competitive doinks. That's all I do. It's not. That's a good doink. Either way, uh, onward, onward, <laughs> Swindow. Says it's his first year. His league just switched to the just switched to <laughs> dynasty. I'll now brown cow. I'll now brown cow. Unique, <laughs> Unique New York, New York. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it is a ten-team PPR. <coughs> He's thinking about sending Kenneth Walker and getting a twenty twenty-three-one Eno Benjamin and Donovan Peoples Jones. 
Are you guys doing that? Yes. Wayne? Yes. While Wayne thinks, Goni, the longest of pauses. We were due for a long pause. Let me hear your why, Goni. Shut up, Goni. Due for a long pause. Shut up, man. Go ahead and keep thinking, man, and let me me tell him why. Kenneth Walker, man, he... Obviously, he plays for Seattle. He's probably going to take over at some point throughout the year. Uh, but I just I just don't love him. He plays on a terrible offense. Uh, maybe they even bring back Rashad Penny and they run a timeshare next year or, or going forward. I, I don't really know. Um, this class coming up is supposed to be one of the best in years. So let me just go ahead and I'll throw him right back in into the well and, and pick another player, you know, coming out of this 23 draft that – has a more favorable outcome. What if I don't think the a, talent overcomes. I don't think the talent overcomes the adversity he's going to be facing. That that's it, that's my thing is if you throw Kenneth Walker, Kenneth Walker was we'll we'll call him the unanimous number two pick of the first round this year. If you throw him next year in the next year's draft, he's like the eight or nine. So I mean, go ahead and go ahead and get that first round pick with with a few other pieces. Because, like Goni said, just throw him back in a little well because it was a very barren well that you picked it out of in the first place. Yeah. It's, it's, to me, if this is like the, the 11th or 12th pick in the 2022 draft, I don't think I'd do it. I'm not big on Donovan Peoples-Jones. I like Eno Benjamin as a handcuff to James Conner exclusively. I don't think he has any standalone value. To me, Mid it's the first, just, I'll take it. To me, it's just like... It's like redoing, redoing your draft from this year with a better draft, with with better pool of players. Man, I know. I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but he's at least going to get a lot of volume there eventually. But I, I, I eventually, get it. I get it. I, I would take it in a vacuum, but if it was, if he knew it was going to be the 11th or 12th, I, I probably want to get a second round pick with it. And it, it, you said it was 10 team, right? 10 team yeah. PPR. Yeah. yeah, no, dude. You got you need way better guys than that. Well, then it's definitely not the eleventh or twelfth pick. Hmm? <laughs> Math shows that it will not be the eleventh or the twelfth. <laughs> but yeah, you need you need stronger stronger guys than Kenneth Walker will ever be uh, if you're in a ten team. Okay. Pizza with bacon wants to know what Love is it. what is the fair value right now for for Damian Pierce? Is he worth a one? Bro, he is rocketing. I, I've actually heard recently that he went as high as a 102 in a That's rookie crazy. draft, That's... which it's absolutely exploded. I, I mean, I wouldn't feel good about giving up a one yet, I don't think. Maybe, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. One is, is a lot of value for him, but I also don't care about the picks. So, like, if I'm hurting for a running back, I, I'd probably send it. Hold man, Wayne. his value is only going up. The longer you wait, the more you're gonna get for him. So if you're not if you're not hurting for people now, if you're just trying to get picks out of them, do hold. Unless he sucks, in which case the value does go down. We're, we've only seen him in preseason where he's absolutely dominated. So, like I said, uh, I'm I'm right next to Beggs on the bandwagon. He's driving it. Um. Yeah. It's just the map quest directions, man. It's just his, it's his, and I'll give credit where credit is due. I mean, Begley pointed it out. It's like, he's got an absolute golden brick road to, to 
leading uh, that backfield to the tune yeah, of dude. that RB1, just high-volume David Montgomery-esque um, output. Yeah, man. I mean, Rex Burkhead might steal a few third downs. But if if Houston can be even even a bottom middle of the pack offense, there's so much value here, dude. He's going to get every first and second down carry. Period. Yeah, I mean Rex can't sustain that. Anyway, uh, I'm holding. I'm with Wayne. I'm holding because I, I don't think there's any way he fails. I, I think even if he doesn't meet whatever standards people have for him now, it'll still be worth a first just off the volume alone. Not not to mention, I'm pretty sure Rex Burkhead had a dislocated pinky back in 2015, and he just is a shell of himself ever since. Touche. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Thanks for the injury report. I didn't know I didn't catch that one. Uh, Horathon. We have three more, by the way. Horathon says Higgins and Isaiah Likely for Garrett Wilson, a 23-1 and a 24-2. T. Higgins and Isaiah Likely for Garrett Wilson. A 23-1 and a 24-2. This is a hard no for me, but I'm all aboard the Higgins train. Yeah, we know, man. I, to me, when I look at Garrett Wilson, right, Zach, Zach Wilson isn't going to support him and Elijah Moore. It, it's just I feel like one, they're going to cannibalize each other. I yeah, it's a no. How, it, that's a no for me as well. I don't. They're trying to copy the Bengals' mold of – Young quarterback, two young stud wide receivers, but Zach Wilson's just—he's not that dude. So, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good on any and all Jets receivers. Wayne, long pause. What was the? What was it? You were talking, sir. <laughs> long pause. <laughs> and you were uh, thinking of something. So he's no got T. Higgins and Isaiah Likely. Players again. What was the other one? It is it's Higgins and Isaiah Likely out of Baltimore for Garrett Wilson, a twenty three one and a twenty four two. Oh man. I I don't see Isaiah Likely having any value anytime soon. I know Baltimore has Fair. been like raving over him, but they already have a young running back that they're gonna stick with because he's been fine. Um he's a, you mean Mark Andrews, the tight end? That's what likely is. Huh? Yep, yep. Uh, Isaiah Likely tied in. Or uh, yeah, Sorry, I, I just don't. I don't see any value coming out of him for a while. Yeah. So it's just T. Higgins for Garrett Wilson and a twenty twenty three first. Oh, you don't man. think they run some two tight end sets? Run like the old school Patriots Gronk Hernandez, Jamie. They definitely do, bro. It's Baltimore. That's what they I'm thinking. I think he can have some value. Maybe not this year. He's a rookie. Rookie tight ends take a little while to become things. Usually. No, he's not going to have any value. Okay. For a good long while. I'm going to go <laughs> so ahead and So definitive. Nip. I love it. Uh, well, yeah, because let's just let's call that what it is. He's not going to have any value behind Mark Andrews. No, right? and, I agree. What, whatever tight end set you want to run, I mean – He's Mark Andrews is the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth option. Yeah. I Plus, he's, he's a turf toe away from Beggs completely being on your side. Also true. So, to <laughs> me, it's it, it's just kind of T. Higgins for Garrett Wilson in a 2023 first. I, 
Uh, oh my gosh, that's a good one. If it was okay, I'll just just to move this move the show along. If it's a if it's a good twenty twenty three first, I take it. If it's not, then I don't take it. Eight. So you hate you hate eight? a lot. If it's an eight, I'm not taking it. I'm staying with T Higgins. No one no one is gonna give you you know like a I don't think a first pick and Garrett Wilson. If it's a four, if it's a four and Garrett Wilson, I'm taking it. Six. No. Right. Six is six is the line for me. So you so you you're you fade Elijah Moore, but you like Garrett Wilson. He's he does. got high draft capital. Why would okay. they have drafted him so so the highest early? of draft capital? Huh? Yeah, he's many he's guys overall. throughout history have had high draft capital. Okay, and it matters. Yeah, it, does. but it doesn't always pan out. It doesn't, but sometimes it does. Guys don't sometimes. teams don't draft people very early and not plan on using them. I I understand that you have busts. That's where the term comes from. But initially, if you're drafting somebody early, you're planning on utilizing them. I think that's I think that's pretty common knowledge. Got the crash course lesson here, Mad Mob. On uh, yeah, I didn't think I had to give to it, but I mean that's what draft they, capital is. You don't dra- you man. don't spend a lot of draft capital on somebody and plan on not utilizing them. And it's right the now Jets. they're planning on utilizing them. It's the Jets, though. Okay, is Elijah Moore not on the Jets? We're talking about Garrett Wilson, I thought, in this in this trade. We were, but you're talking about like, yeah, is Garrett Wilson going to have any value with Elijah Moore there? You're fading Elijah Moore. Yeah, I'm fading Elijah Moore because Garrett Wilson. Oh, I didn't say that. It wasn't me. Begley did. I said right. I, I was just trying to clear it up. Well, we've talked about the Jets a lot, and Wayne Wayne is fading Elijah Moore this year, while Goni and I are not. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to understand where his head was at there. Draft capital. All, That's where my head's at. Makes sense. Makes sense. Alternative bake 362. It's a 12 team PPR super flex. So go on. I'm going to let you take this one. Come. Contender. He's giving away Antonio Gibson in a 23 2 and a 24 2. He's getting Kenneth Walker a 23 4 and a 24 3rd. So he's essentially giving away Gibson in a 2 for Kenneth Walker. Nah. Gibson and two twos for Kenneth Walker. Nah, no, too much. You're getting disrespected in the pick and the picks. Too much. Yeah, Gibson stocks awfully low though, boys. You think you can get more than this for Gibson right now? Wait until the trade deadline. I would. Okay. Of this year, that's that's when the value we're going to know whether or not he does well or not, and we'll see from there. Honestly, that's my th- talent wise. The only thing. Uh, like he's got to be, be putting forth maximum effort. It, like you, you literally were told like, Hey, you lost your job. You lost your job. You're no longer the starter. You haven't been playing good enough. It's now this guy we just drafted. Like you, you've, you've had to physically sit through that meeting. And then all of a sudden you get the opportunity to start again. Like now, like he's, He's got to give it 110 to have a to have a job after this year. There, or I don't know what Brian Robinson's timetable is. I'm not sure what a what a shot to the to the glute does as far as you know your ability. I know you probably Brian Robinson just put him out the pasture now. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but <laughs> is there any injury quite like a gunshot wound? I don't think so, but <laughs> you know what I'm like. I'm with you. That's no, just I'm, I'm totally that, that's a scary thing. Like as an NFL player, that's a scary thing to be told you lost your job, and all yeah. of a sudden he has the opportunity. He's been given the opportunity to earn it back. You got to think that you got to be getting absolute maximum effort out of this man. I, I'm with Goni in that I think his value is high at the trade deadline. I think that Ron Rivera is a a great coach, and if he sees that Antonio Gibson is turning the corner, putting forth the effort after the scare, I, I think he'll allow him to continue to be the starting running back for his team. Fair enough. I, I, I agree. That's all good points, and I absolutely agree with you. My last question looks like Goni had to step away. Mr. Shroom Guy 27 says, Pittman for Adams. Mm. You're taking that, right? I know you're, dude, I know you're super high on Devontae Adams this year. I am. But you're taking that, right? Michael Pittman is due for a large step forward with Matt Ryan throwing on the ball this year. So you're taking Devontae the Adams is due for a step backwards this year going from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr in a less pass heavy offense as far as success goes I know they attempt a lot but successful pass attempts uh, he's going to a worse offense a worse quarterback Michael Pittman just got a better quarterback he's younger I'm 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 gonna make the very safe assumption that it's a dynasty yeah it is so (coughs) I think it comes down to how many years do you expect Devontae Adams to be a wide receiver one? You know, if you think he's a wide receiver one this year, even if he's not the one, but he's, say, wide receiver 10, which I think is reasonable. Yeah. How, how long do you expect him to be at that range? If it's three years, you take the Adams side, right? It depends how high you are on Pittman. Don't you think he's in that same range? Dude, I, I think the the moon is the ceiling for Pittman. I mean, I'm taking you drafted Pittman. Pittman. Yeah, I I think so too. I, oh, that's a tough and one. I know I drafted him, but that has nothing to do. With, like I've done four drafts this year, and I got him in one league, so it's not like he's somebody that I hunt down. Yeah. Um. So that's not what's swaying my opinion. It's just I think he's got a lot of WR one potential. And yeah, I think he, he can be there for a while, whereas Devontae Adams, like, you're looking at him and, like, he's been jumped by Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Justin Fields. Um, some people have – some drafts have CeeDee Lamb going before him, uh, definitely in Dynasty Leagues. Uh, I yeah. just – he's a guy that's working his way down, whereas Pittman is due for an absolute nuts year. Uh, dude, I agree. I, that's the guy you drafted that I wanted bad was was Pittman. If if you're the Adams owner and somebody offered you just Pittman, aren't you asking for Pittman in a second? No, I, and it depends. Like a like a, a Adams is aging out. Do you do you need to get rid of him? Yeah, that's true too. That, that makes a big difference here. If you have a stable of wide receivers. Um, and you can either let Adams phase out or hold on or afford to hold on to him for another year and take uh, take less value for him after this year, 
do it, but I th- I think I think Pittman for Adams is pretty fair. Pretty yeah. fair in a dynasty. I, I I agree. I agree. I I'm telling you, I'm with you. We're taking Pittman here, man. At, plus, with Hunter Renfro coming on last year, whatever Darren Waller is now, there's going to be some competition in Vegas. Pittman's by himself, man. I mean, dude's going to get targeted like crazy this year. Finally, as a good quarterback, take Pittman. And uh, Wayne, that 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 concludes the show, man. That's all I've got. I, and I'll follow up with this. I'm really excited to see Matt Ryan this year playing behind the best offensive line that he's ever played behind in his entire career. I Man. think Matt Ryan has a great year this year as well. He's got the best uh, best running back um, that he's ever had. He's got the best uh-huh. line that he's ever had. Um, obviously not the best receivers he's ever had, but he's got very, very good receivers to throw to. Um, so I look for Matt Ryan to have a great year this year too, from a football perspective, not necessarily a fantasy perspective. Don't get it twisted. Do you? Who do you think has a has a better year, Jameis or Matt Ryan? From a fantasy perspective, I, I'd ha- I still got to go with Jameis, man. That man absolutely okay. airs the ball out. Yeah, I think Matt Ryan is more of a you know calculated passer. I think the Colts still stick to their, you know, if it's inside the 10, it's JT's world. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that's I think that's the main thing that's holding Matt Ryan's fantasy value from going through the charts is is the the red zone touches that Jonathan Taylor just sucks up. Totally agree. Absolutely agree. Yeah, as as a Pittman owner, all we can ask is for Matt Ryan when he does throw the ball in the red zone, please target your best player. Yeah, please. It, it, it can't. If uh, Michael Pittman has a hard ceiling, if it's taken with some sort, like if if he brings the Julio Jones ishness over to to Indianapolis with him, um, yeah. hopefully Frank Reich won't let that happen. Yeah, um, good. Exactly, I agree. Going really quick because because we're we're done. Yeah, Michael Pittman or Devonta Adams this year. In a trade. In a trade, give me Michael Pittman. Okay. You agree. And that's it. We got Goni back for the outro. He said he had diarrhea. That was like a weird – it must have absolutely tapped fabric because he he jumped out of his chair with no warning whatsoever and was gone for about five minutes, and now he's back. Fallacies. It's not. That's weird that he would say that. But, um, yeah. So we're bringing this one to a close. Um, it was our last Q&A of the regular season again. Um, breaks my heart to see him go, but they have to. They got to gotta make room for the, for the waterfalls of content coming your way throughout the NFL season. Days away. Structure. Structure coming. Structure. We are days away, Mad Mob. I'm giddy. We are days away. Um, we appreciate y'all. You know where to find us. Um, TikTok, Twitter, and Reddit, mad underscore FF underscore pod, uh, mad FF podcast at gmail.com, our YouTube and our Facebook, um, mad fantasy football. We're on Spotify, Apple podcasts, where whatever is convenient for you, we are there. Um, we look forward to starting this, this season with y'all we really are. It's our first season as a podcast. Um, we're, and we're going to grind. We're going to grind it out. We're, we're happy to have you all along. Let's go. Can't wait, man. Cannot like, wait. Like, follow, subscribe. 
Like I wonder. Subscribe. <laughs> Wayne, you're not a morning person, man. I'm excited to see how your analysis shakes out first thing in the morning. Um, it's going to be flawless per the norm. Absolutely. I would expect nothing less. All right. Uh, random diarrhea breaks for MVP. <laughs> man, for MVP. 